All right, welcome to another episode of the Real World Productivity Podcast. You know, today we're talking about uh, someone who manages a real pain point for a lot of businesses and people. Uh, it's Ian Price Murphy of Moxie Bookkeeping. Uh, she created, founded, and has grown a business uh, for bookkeeping, especially with more uh, creative types. Uh, but it's really interesting story about how she's uh, done this and now manages over 200 accounts. So. Um, if you're interested in bookkeeping, and even if you're not, more so if you're interested in hearing kind of behind the scenes how she's done this, how she's managed teams, including going from uh, you know having a local team to being remote, uh, and so much more, this is a great episode. So we're just going to dive right into it. Let's go. I'm Adam Moody, and today I'm talking with Ian Price Murphy, the owner of Moxie Bookkeeping, about her background and experience, along with the use of automation and team building in today's world, and how it can help you, whether you're on your own or leading a large team, or most likely somewhere in between. So with that, let's get going. Welcome, Ian. Hi, thank you. Yeah, thanks for being here, and I'm just going to jump right in, and uh, my first set of questions is really just about you and uh, your background, your experience, uh, so that people can get a little bit better understanding of uh, who you are and mm-hmm. where you're coming from. So if you don't mind, you can share as much or as little as you want about your background um, and kind of where you're coming from. Sure. Um, well, I, ha- I started Moxie Bookkeeping back in 2003, um, and I consider that our sort of inception date because that was when I hired my first bookkeeper, but I had been bookkeeping for a while before that. Um, and, you know, I graduated from uh, the new school here in New York City with a degree in liberal arts um, and promptly, <laughs> promptly did nothing with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when I found my way to bookkeeping, I fell in love with it because it's so black and white. It's so yes or no. There is no interpretation of a poem. It's either right or it's wrong. And if it's wrong, you just look until you find why and then it's right again. Um, so it's, it's very, it's got a lot of structure to it, but there's also this jazz component of creativity where you can, within that structure, do a lot of flexibility to say, you know, rather than just accepting the chart of accounts that spit out at you from your accounting software, what are the questions that you're asking that you want to know about how you earn and spend money? And how do we customize that so that it really fits you and your brain and your needs? Because even a company in the same industry um, might have different approaches to what they really care about um, and, and therefore what they track. So we've grown to a team of 10. Um, I have a full-time office manager who I adore, who's from the South, but she is also, she lives here in Brooklyn. So it's really funny when people call us up and they hear this, you know, Moxie bookkeeping and they think we've outsourced it. <laughs> nope, she's Wait a second. <laughs> Um, and we work primarily with uh, service businesses, so nonprofits, creatives, artists, um, lawyers, yeah, professional services. Um, and, and mostly, you know, our, our niche is really just about people who love what they do, um, and that tends to be professional services. Gotcha. Okay, so you've been in business since 2003. So you've got quite a bit of experience under your belt. You said, and you've got a team of 10, you said? Uh-huh. Wow, that's awesome. So um, have you had any what you would call like formal, um, I don't know, formal training sounds kind of goofy, but I'm going to go with it. You know, in terms of productivity, um, or has it all been, you know, kind of on the job type of stuff where you're like, okay, I've got this obstacle, or I need to keep these appointments? Like, how did you go about 
I'm assuming just based on my own experience that going from school into growing this business that there was some sort of a learning curve. So did you do anything to kind of help yourself? No, (laughs) I did lots of things to get in my own way. I had a huge learning curve. Um, I mean, I sort of start, you know, 2003, that was, that was more than yesterday ago. So, so the technology at that time, like there was no cloud-based accounting. Um, but even so, the very basic, you know, versions of, of QuickBooks or MYOB was one of the ones back then, is that that's already automating debits and credits. That's one of the reasons that people can be bookkeepers without going to years and years of school because I've been doing this literally for decades. I can't remember what a debit and a credit is unless I work it out on the piece of paper, you know, draw the little T and put it on. <laughs> and, and, and so I just, you don't have to know a lot of that stuff. Like that fundamentally started as sort of a information automation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah. So then as I've, you know, grown along with the business, new things have presented themselves. And so I've certainly made good use of some of the resources out there. Um, I'm constantly learning and um, watching things. I'm a huge fan of the E-Myth. Um, so I did do some formal training with them, you know, just around automation and systems, et cetera. Um, and that was actually what led me to hire my first employee was that I was a freelancer. And I just thought, you know, one of these days, I'm going to step sideways off a curb and twist my ankle or get hit by a cab. And then what? Mm. Um, so I just needed to know that everything wasn't only on my shoulders and we'd grown to the point where I had more clients than, um, than I needed. And so I was able to hire our first employee who um, is still with us, which I love. Uh, and, you know, and we just kind of grew from there. Gotcha. Well, man, so many questions come to mind. Um, but let's start with the one, um, that one that's awesome. You've got your first employee still. So let's talk a little bit about that. I think this is one that people have a lot of issues with, whether it's a in, you know, face-to-face employment, whether it's remote, whether it's a VA. Um, what kind of advice would you have for people who are saying, I need to make a hire? Um, you know, what are a couple things that you would say, either here's what I did right or wrong, here's what I really recommend you do? I think the biggest piece of advice is know that you can do everything right and it might not work out anyways. We tend to, I mean, you know, 10 of us, we have a core group of us that are solid and have been here for more than five years. And then we kind of have this rotating door of people that are um, either not that committed or life happens and they need to move on or we fire them because we don't, we're not getting what we need any, from them anymore. And we've had people that have started great and then as they sort of get comfortable with us because um, you know, unfortunately, my business really reflects me. And I'm one of these people that's like, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> you don't need to breathe over my shoulder. Like, just give me some space. And then I'll let you look deeply at it. I want to review it with you. I want us both to agree that things were done the way that you wanted them to be done. Mm-hmm. But like, I just, I need some space while I'm working. Um, and, and bookkeepers tend to be very task focused people rather than people focused people. So I don't <laughs> think that's uncommon. Uh-huh. Um, and that's an important thing to know too. You know, we, we hire bookkeepers for their task skills, but there, we have bookkeepers that are incredibly talented that we try to buffer from our clients because they don't have the people skills. Mm. And honestly, at the end of the day, that's okay. You know, um, 
some clients don't care and they just want perfect books and don't really care if they're talking to somebody a little bit grouchy. Um, again, a lot of our clients are creative, so they're a little more sensitive and much more relationship oriented. So they really want someone that's going to be warm and friendly and patient. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and those are our managers, you know, that, that they're much harder to find people that can be on both sides of that fence. So, you know, I mean, I think like with everything, knowing what you need, knowing what qualities are most important, um, and then also just sort of understanding human nature uh, is all really helpful for hiring. You know, we use a lot of assessment tools. Um, DISC was one of the big ones, which I think is one of the sort of versions of the Briggs-Meyer um, you know, again, it's sort of um, outgoing or introverted and people are task focused. Um, but one of the ones we've actually found that we recommend to a lot of our clients is called 16 personalities because it's free. And I, you know, I, I'm happy to pay for a good tool, but if I can find that same tool for free, that's even better. Oh, that's awesome. And that's great. I'm writing this down for sure. I yeah. haven't heard of that one. So uh, that's great. And I'm curious, did you, was this something you did from the start or was this after a little bit, you're like, wow, I need to find a quick way to find out whether people are going to maybe be a good fit. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, when I first started hiring, I just hired people that I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, and that worked pretty well for me because again, you know, the skills were apparent very quickly, whether you had them or not. And so if I liked you, that probably meant that we had similar ways of doing things. But it was very, it was a very unquestioned assumption about like, when you say you're going to get it done, what does that really mean? You know, does that really mean you're going to get it done? Or does it mean you'll try to have it done? Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, and it's, and the, those are sort of the things that I've realized about myself that, you know, I don't, I don't care if you're five minutes late unless you don't tell me, you Mm -hmm. know, like everything is negotiable, but communication is key. Like, just let me know, you know, definitely um, overestimate and over deliver. Um, Yeah. And, you know, but, but then it was when we grew to the point, and especially when I had my office manager start to help me with some of the hiring, Mm -hmm. we had to come up with some systems so that she was still hiring sort of, um, a better version of what I would have hired. So someone that I would like, but also someone that would get along with everybody else um, without losing sight of the, who I would like. And so that was when we started. I, I also certified as a business coach in 2012 ish. And that was where I learned about the disc and some of the other tools um, that I folded in. Very cool. Yeah. Something I recommend to people is um, like you were saying, you've got to make sure it's a good fit. Um, and if they have the skills, there's generally a way to test skills, you know, with in certain areas. So it's, that's more of a black and white, but you know, if they're going to fit into your culture, that's the tougher one. And I would almost, uh, not going to say always because they need to have the skills, but you can, if they fit in the culture, you can teach what they need or they're lacking. Usually I'm not saying that's the case for your business, just in general, that a lot of people are like, well, you can do this job. Great. You're hired. It's going to work. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like, right. I want to make sure that this is a good fit. Yeah, and I think the, the, the caveat on that that I would put is um, you can, and again, this is very bookkeepy perspective, you can increase the skills, but the fundamental or underlying skill of I am an analytical thinker, mm-hmm. I have the skill to think critically and creatively, I have the a skill to troubleshoot, you know, and make, and, and I've got a good, strong, logical base. I can't, can't teach that. Yeah. <laughs> but if you come with that, then I can start you, you know, as like, okay, great. Let's get you introduced. Simple data entry. But, you know, 
yeah, above a certain level, you can improve skills much more easily than you can improve personalities. Definitely. Yeah. And then the other side of this that I was thinking of was, um, I actually was talking about this earlier today. I did a little bit of a, a Q and A and somebody had been asking about how to work on the focus and being a perfectionist mm. and just saying that, you know, people uh, need you to get out there and put your stuff out there and you're your own worst critic. You've got to, you've got to get out, uh, sorry, get your content, get your whatever out there before you can really understand it, how perfect or not it is. And then you iterate from there. And I think of this in terms of hiring, because I think the hang up for a lot of people is that it's got to be a perfect fit, or I've got to have a whole onboarding program. And it's like, no, you just need the 80-20 rule. Like, right. you, know, you can hire and then figure out maybe what personality test. Just start with one and find out if it works. If it doesn't, go from there. So, yeah. Yeah, because again, you are your own personality test. You know what I mean? Like, if you walk in and someone is like, monotone or looking at their shoes and you're a very social person, you already, you don't need to give them a personality test to know that's not going to work <laughs> out. <laughs> Definitely. Well then, okay. So talking about hiring and the other question I really had was, you know, you've grown. So that means that the client side has grown. And I think this mm -hmm. is another thing that people struggle with. Um, I do consulting on the side and it's, it can certainly be taxing, Oh, can you tell us a little bit about growing from, I'm just assuming at the beginning, a small number of clients up to, if you've got 10 people working for you without having to share your, your books with us, you've got a large business, a lot of clients. How, yeah. how do you deal with that? We have a list of oh, about 250 active monthly clients. Holy cow. Um, and I so relate to what you're saying because, you know, again, it's beautiful to be a perfectionist when you're a bookkeeper because perfection is attainable in bookkeeping in a way that it really isn't anywhere else. <laughs> and so as I try, you know, so, and, and people also know if they need a bookkeeper or not, you know, I've been, always been able to be super casual. People call me up, my phone rings constantly. And I'm like, I don't know, you want to work with me or not? You know? And um, I had someone say, well, you know, we're talking to one of your competitors and why should we choose you over them? Which I love that question. But I was like, I know Mark, he's a great guy. Like we're not really competitors. <laughs> like we have, we both work in the same industry, but we really like each other. We refer clients to each other all the time, you know, and I was like, we're, we're Coke and Pepsi. It's just a matter of like, whose style do you like better? You know, A, what's your industry and size and personality? And like, wh which one of us do you feel like fits better? Because we're going to do this, you know, books balance or they don't. It's not that, huh. but yes, but now, you know, as again, as technology has made the transactional piece so much more automated. So the bank fee just comes in now and um, you can even set up rules to say, this is always whatever, office supplies or research or travel, that the transactional piece of that is, it has become so automated that it's really let us relax into this more advisory role, which I think people have always wanted that from their bookkeeper, you know, which is not a bookkeeping area of expertise. Mm -hmm. You know, bookkeepers are interested in the past not the future, you know? So when you say, okay, you know, how much money do I have left? Am I going to be okay next month? They can go, well, let's check your budget, you know, which is good, you, you know, but <laughs> <laughs> is a little bit limited and they don't always, are they're not always comfortable with the if then scenario that, you know, most bookkeepers are not comfortable saying, yes, you can afford to hire an assistant because uh, we're very risk averse people and we don't want to say the wrong thing because we're perfectionists. Mm -hmm. So, so when I'm doing my consulting stuff, yeah, it's like a whole different world 
where I do have to market and I do have to explain what does it mean to work with a coach? What does it mean? You know, why am I asking you for so much more to just talk as opposed to like get your, get you black and white information. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm in the middle of developing an online course as I think most of the world is right now just to, to avoid that. I mean, it's part of the automation, right? And the same people are asking me the same questions why would I make them pay me my high hourly rate when I could refer them to a resource? Um, and it's really hard. It's really hard to let go of perfectionism when it's you talking into a camera about topics and feelings and ideas. And <laughs> so, yeah, I, you know, again, you just, you just got to do it. You just have to do it. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Do you, um, for someone who's growing, um, I know there's a lot of people um, who either come to the uh, Productivity Academy website or listen mm. to podcasts to, you know, small business owners or maybe side hustlers. Yeah. Um, when, you know, what would you tell someone as far as like growing a team? Like you've hired a bookkeeper first. When did you feel like, you know, you're like, wow, I need a manager to manage, like the office manager to manage some of these people, or I need this or I need that. What, do you have any advice for people in that kind of growth trajectory like how did you know was it just man I've got a bleeding neck I've got a huge pain point or did you say I see this coming here's kind of the stuff I need to do was there a business coach what was uh what was the path there um probably a little of everything which is a terrible answer I have worked with business coaches in the past and I and I've always found them very helpful um the analogy that I I don't know metaphor analogy uh I always think of his shoes, you know, when your shoes just get a little tight, you can like walk to the end of the block comfortably, but you can't make it a mile and a half in those shoes anymore. So when, when they start to rub a little bit, you know, hopefully before your feet are bleeding is when you go, cool, these shoes are done. They no longer fit well. I need to swap them out. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it was the, the moment I was like, I need a manager was I think I spent a full day on billing and I was like, this is BS. <laughs> this is non-billable time. I don't love doing it. You know, it felt a little ridiculous to be a bookkeeper hiring essentially a bookkeeper, you know, cause she does all of my admin stuff, but it was exactly what I needed. And she's, you know, gr- really grown with us to be the front, um, the front line. You know, we actually recently outsourced having our phones answered, which has also been so lovely just in that, like ways to find ways to pause, which uh-huh. I think is a huge theme in your productivity is like, don't stop chasing the butterflies. And, and so pausing the inbox, turning off the phone, all of those things are so helpful. Um, but that's it. You know, it's kind of, you know, when we all kind of start feeling like a little frazzled or we're running out of time or we're not getting to the things that we feel like we should be getting to, either it's the less important stuff that's just been pushed off for two or three days now um, or the important stuff that got pushed aside because of a um, issue that came up, then that's when we start going, okay, safety net, safety net, who else can do this? But fundamentally, and again, this goes back to my very first hire, I always want two people to know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Just again, because life happens. So if someone gets sick or married or whatever, um, that they don't, we don't lose the institutional knowledge with them, even if we've got manuals and, you know, status documents and spreadsheets and all of that, which we do, sometimes you read it and you go, I, 
actually don't know what you meant by that sentence. Yeah. So we want someone to like fully know the process and document it. Um, and for a long time, we just used Google, you know, Google Docs, Google Sheets. Well, this is going to be my next question was like, you know, hey, share the dirty, dirty secrets. You yeah. Know? Like what's going on behind the scenes with your business? You know, what do you use at Google Docs? Do you use Trello? Do you have any other, you know, what do you use for yeah. process and systems? Um, so we have used multiple things. I mean, A, because I feel like I can't really recommend something to a client until I've broken it. Um, okay. I, I have learned the hard way over and over and over again because <laughs> it takes me more than once to learn a lesson that people who are trying to sell you something will always tell you what they do mm-hmm. and will try very hard to hide what they don't. So, you know, softwares make these promises and there was actually a software company, which if I could remember their name, I would certainly blast them right now. They sold me an annual package. We gave them our needs assessment. We said, you know, must have, should have, could have, like beautiful spreadsheet. They were like, yeah, 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 no problem. And then it turned out that there was a a deal breaker in there and they refused to return our money. So, yeah. Um, again, you know, you can do everything right and still it doesn't always work out. So, so we, I cycle through, we've, we still use Trello mostly just to organize our, um, manager meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, we for our own business, and this is an industry specific software, we use Jetpack Workflow, which is a, a project management software designed for bookkeepers and accountants. And for a long time, we resisted again, because most of those softwares are designed for tax preparers rather than bookkeepers. But Jetpack is actually a thing of beauty, um, and I highly recommend it, even though it doesn't integrate with Zero or Zapier. Very painful. Very (laughs) painful. But I know it's on their list because they're going to die as a company if they don't get with that. But they work with QuickBooks. I just happen to like Zero better than QuickBooks. Um, You know, but we've tried T-Sheets and Harvest and Workflow Max, which is the Zero product project management software and Trello and uh, Basecamp, you know, all of these things. And, and so, you know, and again, as an entrepreneur, and I think a lot of us small business owners are guilty of this, um, we like to chase the butterflies, right? There's a new thing we want to see. Is this better than what I had? And we spent, you know, oh, look at that one. So, um, yeah, I think yes. T-Sheets was another one where they said, oh, we do class tracking, and then they just didn't. Yeah, it's always that that happy medium of like, mm-hmm. okay, you, you don't want to not take advantage of something that's super powerful. If it, and just because it's new, it's not bad. At the same time, there's that huge penalty of switching systems that like, yeah. I forget where I read this and it wasn't in terms of productivity, but it was just that, you know, to try something new, it can't be 5% better. Like it's got to be 10, 15, 25, 50% better. You can't just switch for, you know, that small, small increase. And I've definitely found that to be true, but you can't ignore the new things either. So, yeah. So the rule that I have applied to myself because I am my own worst enemy Mm -hmm. is it has to solve three problems. If it doesn't solve three problems that I currently have, meaning Mm -hmm. that my current system has not solved this yet, doesn't solve three new problems. I don't do it. Well, two maybe, but three is the rule. Yeah. (laughs) That gives me the flexibility. Right. Because it's not just the one thing where you're like, Ooh, but it does this. Like, no, right. Okay. No, I like that. That's a good one. I've got a little bit different as far as like trying stuff out, but um, yeah, I think that's a good rule if you just need a, a quick go-to. So for anyone listening, there you go. I like it because it avoids that one where you're just like, it does this one thing that I want to solve. Like, yeah, that's really good. 
Um, all right, so that's kind of uh, the background process of stuff you've tried. Um, do you guys use, do you have any sort of, actually not just you guys, let's, let's focus on you. Digital organization, do you feel like things are just crazy? Do you feel like you got a good handle on it? Do you have a system for the way you just like how you deal with, you know, anything from receipts to your to-do list? Like, is it all over the place? What do you do? Um, that's, yeah, I probably have a couple overlapping systems. I mean, for the, for the actual client work, Jetpack workflow, for sure. Yeah. For the sort of like things that come through, we use HubSpot for a lot of our sales processes and you can add tasks and add follow-up tasks, which I really like. Um, you know, I still, I still tend to use uh, my inbox as my to-do. Um, another transformational book for me was getting things done. Mm -hmm. um, and I love that system and I love it because you can apply it 80% of the way and still get fantastic results. So, um, yeah, but you know, I'm, I'm paperless. I don't want, partly cause I'm mobile, you know, I, I work from home some days and we're at our office some days and I like to be able to work from the beach some days. Um, so if I have to be bringing paper with me, it's, it bogs me down. So, I mean, again, it's one of the things I love about zero and QuickBooks has that too. Take a picture of the receipt, you, you know, or you forward it into your system and you're done. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, you touched on something too. You talked about manager uh, meetings. Mm. So I'm curious and uh, it doesn't have to be some deep answer, but I am interested in, you know, a lot of people uh, surface level, at least I've seen who aren't running meetings, you know, the general feeling is Ugh, meetings. Um, and I found them to be, no, they can be like one of the most productive areas when done correctly. So do you have any uh, ways you, you like to run them or you've set them up or learned to, to do, get the most from them? Well, I'm definitely an uh meetings person, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I need a reason for everything. Why? Why do I have to Then you know that you have to have them. So I'm curious. This is even better. What have you done to make sure that they don't take up a lot of your time, but you get the results you want? Well, I, I mean, for years I didn't. Yeah. Honestly, I just didn't. Yeah. And, and what I found was that my staff was saying to me, like, I could actually use a little input on this. And then I would be like, oh, well, I talked to Sandy about it, but I forgot to tell Tracy. So finally, when we hired our um, office manager, when we hired her an assistant, I was like, all right, critical mass. Like, we all need to get on the same page. So we just have a half an hour scheduled every Tuesday morning. Um, and sometimes a few of us will sort of pregame for any specific issue. Um, but that's where the Trello comes from is we just have a Trello board for our weekly manager meeting. And one of the cards, is, you know, we have a standing agenda. And then one of the cards is like, just what, what, what came up this week? So is there a question of like, Hey, you know, one of the bookkeepers was struggling with this. Do you have any wisdom to share? Or, um, I forgot to ask you, you know, who knows about Shopify sales tax reports or, um, you know, things that really aren't urgent that could benefit all of us by checking in about and, and really sharing that institutional knowledge. Um, you know, and if, and if most of it goes pretty fast, we all know if there's an issue or not. Yeah. Um, and I think we're all pretty just conscious about the time. You know, if we, if we get into chit chatting, I love my coworkers, which is fantastic. Um, but we're, we're all very task focused people. So, you know, after about five minutes of like, chit chat we're like oh, okay let's get off the phone and get back to work yeah yeah so i don't have to i don't have to crack the whip too much with like time management stuff i think we're all we're all very aligned with what the um the key role is 
we're actually doing a, a program called Clockwork right now, which is ooh, it's awesome. I just read it. Oh, so good. Yeah. So um, uh, we're a profit first certified company, and so this is kind of Mike's new thing, yeah. um, and it's great. And I also just I love. I find very adorable that they call it the Queen Bee role. So. Yeah. Uh, everyone listening to the podcast, this will make no sense, but I'm holding up my little tiny <laughs> thing and I put on, you can see this, yeah. the four D's on here. So I've been using that because time tracking is important. And I mean what I say in some, a lot of my videos, I talk about time management and time yeah. tracking is important, but it is a pain in the butt and mm -hmm. it's tough to do. And so I've been looking for a long time and this looks to be, it's physical. I can't ignore it. I don't have to click a button or do anything. And yeah. so but then I also don't like getting too granular. It's like, I just want to know what I'm doing. I don't need to know that I spent 54 minutes on, you know, this website. Like that's not right. Useful to me. So yeah. 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 I like it a lot. Cool. So yeah, two thumbs up uh, or rather four thumbs up uh, from us. So everyone should go <laughs> read uh, uh, Clockwork. Uh, that's by uh, Mike McCallowitz. Yeah. Yeah. And Profit First, which is excellent. And actually I've got some questions for you, Ian, on that. Maybe I'll sure. send you an email afterwards. I've been putting it off for like a year. Uh, you'll I, love it. I've got to do that. So, okay. It's so easy. It's so, I mean, whatever. I could like wax poetic about that for sure. But that feels like an automation to me. Hmm. You know, that again. Well, actually, um, real quick, since we yeah. are, we're talking about it and people are going to be listening to this, what, uh, can you explain a little bit about Profit First for, for people who may not be familiar with it? Yes. Um, so the, lo <laughs> the long version of it is um, I had three different clients come to me years ago and say, we just read this book called Profit First. We really want to do this system. I read the book. And as a bookkeeper, I thought, pish posh, this is ridiculous. You get all of this from your reports. I'm not doing it. Um, <laughs> and then I thought about it and looked more closely. And I realized that it actually was the system I'm already using in my personal life, which is essentially to give every dollar a job to segregate it from your other dollars, and then to only spend the money for that intended purpose. So in essence, you end up not needing a budget, which is, again, beautiful, because when you talk about, like, I want to know, but I don't want to get too granular, yeah. like, I just want to know, like, are, is my basics covered? Are my, is my savings target met? And then what do I get to, like, what's my mad money? And I personally actually have a separate prepaid visa card that I call my self-care fund. And if it, the balance goes above $100, I know I'm not going to yoga enough or I'm not, you know, That's taking awesome. a friend out to brunch enough. Um, so it's really nice because it not only curbs that spending down so I don't blow it all and go crazy, but it reminds me like, don't forget. Again, stop, pause. If you don't take a breath, you're going to run out of steam, like refuel. Um, that's really good. I like that, that it's got its own feedback loop built in. So totally. So that's the, the gist of profit first is it's an envelope system where you, you know, put your money into envelopes or bank accounts. Um, or I actually love the simple card where you, again, there's like a safe to spend amount on there and you set up saving goals and it will just automatically move money over. Um, there's all sorts of ways to do it, but you just separate out what you need to spend, um, which in the business world includes setting aside your profit first so that you've got room to grow and um, again, enjoy the business that should be supporting you. Definitely. I will be putting that back on my uh, quarterly to-do list. So do it, do it. there we go. <laughs> um, so we circling back, we talked about the teams. Um, I skipped over something I wanted to ask you about uh, just real quick. Do you have any remote team members or is everyone local? 
No, um, we have transformed from a 100% go to the client's office and do the work mm-hmm. to a 98% virtual. Um, and so, and during that period of time, one of our managers moved to Massachusetts. Two of our um, employees moved to the South. Uh, Tracy came here. <laughs> and then we hired some remote people as well. So we've, you know, people are becoming more and more, I mean, everybody's based in the US and almost everybody's based um, Eastern time zone, which helps. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, again, the technology has just made it so easy to be paperless that there's no reason. It's, it's eff- effectively a waste of time for me to go on site to a client, a waste of their time. Yeah. So when you do the, like the manager meetings, um, I assume that by the name, I'm guessing it's not everybody, right? Just, okay. But do you ever, do you guys have like a stand up or like a all hands on deck type of thing ever? Or do you just kind yeah. of go down? Like once a year. Okay. Like once a year. In general, you know, I find that um, all all hand staff meetings just frustrate me because it's the time that I impart what I perceive to be the most important information, and um, it almost never penetrates. <laughs> you know, we'll say, "Hey, we're now doing X," or you know, "You'll now go to this person." You know, we've just named this person as. Um, this particular role to really, you know, we've heard your requests. We get, we're giving you someone dedicated to answer these questions and they'll still ask whoever they were asking before. So, um, you know, and I also just, I feel like, again, you know, it's sort of the, I prefer the instant feedback loop, you know? So, so we've got check-ins and, and Jetpack automates so much of that for us. We can see who's working on what, where are they at? Is anything overdue? What's coming up? Um, yeah, and then you know, but but especially when we're bringing someone new on, we'll have weekly check-ins with a manager in them. But I don't take part in that. Gotcha. Um, well, and that makes a lot of sense to me. I think that's a good way to do it. Um, a, a side note that I'm curious about, and uh, for a couple reasons, I think some people might find this interesting. Do you ever? Uh, fi- are you approached by people who w- want your services? Um, like you said, you get people contacting you and because by the time they know they need you, they really need you. Um, but I am curious, are there people who are kind of technology averse who approach you and, and you're like, yeah, we'd use automation and we do all this and do that. Or is it more of, no, we just give them the end result and like they're happy with it. Or do you ever have to deal with, with anything like that? Um, I think we do a good enough job of filtering those people out. Okay. Um, you know, we are, like I said, our, our, um, our niche is really purpose-driven businesses. Mm-hmm. So when we had a, you know, a local recycling group come to us and say, we're, we can't be online yet because, you know, our office is so far um, off to the river that we actually don't have internet in our office. So she just brings her laptop to us. Like, We'll make exceptions, but in general, you have to be really cool and doing something that I think is like actively saving the planet for me to make an exception like that. Gotcha. Well, that's pretty cool. They're bringing their laptop to you. That's, yes. that's a throwback. That's good. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I mean, I think, those, you know, people that are technology averse just don't love us because we immediately say we only work in the cloud, you know? Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. So kind of self-selecting. So. Mm. All right, to take a really big tangent here, I, um, you know, somehow had never asked somebody on the podcast this, and I just was kicking myself. 
So I'm just curious, what do you do for fun? Oh, such a good, uh, nothing, honestly. <laughs> and a whole lot of it. Um, In the literal sense of when it's like fun time, you just, you just want to sit there and like stare at a wall? Some, or you never sometimes have... I will just l chill, yes. All right, all right. Um, uh, yeah, the, the best part of my day is actually dog sitting my neighbor's dog. <laughs> I'm totally in love with her dog. Um, and my, my husband is a dog walker, so we dog sit all the time. So um, awesome. you know, playing with other people's dogs is, is one of my favorite activities. So I've got to ask then, do you have a dog yourself? We don't. That's awesome. No. Cause then you get to, you can, you're like the cool aunt and uncle and you can just be like, Oh, yay. That's awesome. And then go on home now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. So. Good deal. Well, um, kind of steering it back. I was just curious. I had to know. So um, <laughs> one more question about uh, you in terms of business. Uh, if you could go back a few years, you know, what do you think you would tell yourself to, to kind of help yourself the most? Maybe let's just put a date on it. We'll say you go back in time five years. What would you kind of tell yourself? Hey, start doing this or don't do that. I would actually start with that solve three problems hmm. rule. I would, I would try to apply that rule way sooner than just being like, well, maybe this will work, you know? And again, back then, well, maybe not, you know, maybe 10 years now, five years, Tiro's been around for a minute, but several years ago, QuickBooks was the only viable option, you know? And so there really wasn't any problem to solve around that, um, which was interesting. And, and so either things worked with QuickBooks or they didn't. And now the, you know, the world has just exploded into apps and sites and all of these things, each one with their own particular sparkle. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, I mean, I, I, even, even in terms of hiring, Mm. You know, what is this role? What are the three problems this role is going to solve? Um, and they may all be related, you know, service my clients, um, keep them happy, give me more free time and take some weight off my shoulders. That's, that's two and a half problems right there. Yeah, yeah, there are three and a half. I'm not, that, that's <laughs> I think I'm going to work this in. I've got a little way for evaluating tools, but I do like this in terms of having a more clear cut um, metric i guess so that you can use this because you could use this for tools you could use it for hiring so it's I, a starting point right and then once you go yes it solves three tools then you can get back to the like okay was it the right is it the right three problems oh yeah i'm like totally self-promotional here i have my little <laughs> focus finder thing and like um yeah. you know, it's 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 a lot of the times it's going through the exercise that points you in the right direction right sitting down and saying okay I, here's my metric okay yeah it doesn't fit perfectly but now i understand what the actual deal is i can now make a choice so yeah. And I, to tangent myself, I think that that's what draws me to your content over and over again is that theme of slow down to go fast, you know? Yeah. Um, you. Yeah. Or there's, I think it's a, I don't know if it's, it's some military saying, I'm, I'm going to get the branch wrong, but um, slow is smooth, smooth is fast. Ooh, that's good. I haven't heard of that. Yeah, Although, it's, it's, I like what you said. The uh, go slow to move fast. I was like, I might get a bumper sticker and put that. It's just gonna look at me kind of weird and be like, "What are you trying to say?" <laughs> oh man! All right, well, we've got time for one more question. Um, I'd really like to ask you this. I, it doesn't have to be about productivity. If it is, that's great. But what book or kind of media or anything do you recommend the most to people? The book. Uh, and I, I, I let people get away with several if you can. Yeah, I was going to say, people often ask me, what are my top books? And, and for me, if you have not read 
the e-myth, getting things done and profit first, you are doing your business a disservice. I mean, and of course, there's so many more after that, you know, traction and clockwork and la 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 la. But but those three to me are um, about simple systems that work. Definitely, I. Totally agree. I think those would definitely make my top 10. So I, yeah, if anyone listening to this hasn't read those, put those on the list. Don't try to read them all at the same time, but do them one at a time. (laughs) Go slowly and then you'll move faster afterwards. Exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you, Ian, for the interview. Um, I know everyone's going to get, you know, a lot out of this, whether or not they're running a small business, big business, got a big team, little team. Um, and I just really appreciate you sharing uh, your experiences with us. So, you know, if people want to find out more about either you or about Moxie Bookkeeping, you know, where should they go? What should they do? MoxieBookkeeping.com. That's that's us. Um, it'll actually redirect to MoxieBusiness.com. Um, same thing. Uh, if you're in the New York area and actually speaking at the New York um, Small Business Expo, as well as the Account Tech Accountants Convention. But if you're not an accountant, you probably don't want to come to that. Um, but yeah, the website's fine. I think there's a, a book now button on there, or if not, there will be soon. Um, you can talk to our Southern drawl Tracy to <laughs> find out all about us. But you know, I think our website's pretty comprehensive, and um, uh, we're we're instituting a weekly um, Ask Me Anything office hour, Absolutely. where literally anyone, client, no client, can ask me anything you want to ask me. If I don't know the answer, I'll tell you. But um, more likely, I'll say, well, here's what I've heard, but you should check with your lawyer, accountant, or whoever. Um, but it's just a, a fun way to, to do that. And I think that's going to be Tuesdays starting in June, um, Tuesday afternoons around three, but that'll also be on the website soon. Yeah. Send that over to me and I will put it in the uh, show notes as well as maybe sending out an email or something because those are hugely helpful. And everyone who needs a bookkeeper, um, you know, that it's a it's a big problem they want to solve and uh, having been there myself it'd be so helpful to be somewhere where you could get a question like that answered like some of them are like hey you just need professional help go get it but like here's a here's what i think is the you know interim solution so that's awesome thank you for uh doing that yeah my pleasure awesome all right everybody thanks and we will see you on the next show thanks again for listening today and if you can think of one person in particular who would find today's episode really helpful Please share it with them by sending a link to the episode in an email or a message. And before we wrap up for today, you know, people ask me about how to improve their time management skills, improve their ability to focus on what's important, and use automation to save time in their business, and get started building their own team. And if you're a bit like me, it's nice to have a bit of a guide or outline to help with areas like this, which is why I created The Foundation, to help listeners get a solid framework or foundation to help them be more productive so that they could grow their business improve their lives, and do it all with less stress and time involved. If that sounds like something you'd like to do, then head to productivity.academy slash the foundation and get started.